this is Jeannie Cisco Meth, and I'm so excited to be with you today because I have a great story. I think it's a great story. It's something that happened to me a while back. And so guess what? We get a time travel today. So we're going to travel back to the year 1991. I know it's been a while, but in 1991, my life was totally different. Oh my goodness, totally different. In 1991, I was a college student at the University of Utah. And I was trying to finish two years in one year. And what that meant was I needed to complete 65 credit hours in three terms. And full-time is considered 36. And I was also working full-time. And I was also a single parent. Hence, (laughs) Hence the goal of finishing two years in one. Because my daughter at that time was only two years old. And I knew that if I could finish it while she was young, she wouldn't remember the sacrifice. And there were days when I'd be so discouraged and I wasn't sure if I could go on. I got very little sleep because I worked full time. Like I said, I worked. Oh my goodness, it was so busy. I got about two, sometimes three hours of sleep a night. But I knew if I kept pushing, it would help. Or... So I thought. (laughs) This one day I was downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, and it was raining and it was cold and I was discouraged. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. I've been there a few times, but this was one of those times when I was just really low and, oh man, life sucked. And I didn't know if I should continue trying to finish school or if I should just give it up and go get another part-time job or what. I was really trying to figure out where I was and where I was going. And I happened to walk by a D's restaurant. And so I went in to get out of the cold. And I sat down and the waitress had this big, huge smile. And she comes by and she says, I'll be with you in a second, hun. And I said, that's okay. Take your time. And a little bit later, she walks up to the table again, a big, huge smile on her face. And she's like, what can I get for you, hon? And I just kind of looked at my hands. And I don't know how she knew, but she knew. And she took took her hand, and she patted my hand. And she said, it's going to be okay, hon. And she walked away. And a few minutes later, she came back with this hot roast beef sandwich. Oh, Man, I looked at that sandwich. I was hungry. And it just, I wanted it so bad. And I I look up at Grace and I say, Grace, I can't pay for this. And she takes my hand in hers and she looks me in the eye. And she says, it's okay, hon. It's going to be okay. You just pay it forward. Whatever you're going through, it's going to be okay. Whatever you're going through, I promise you, it will get better. And so I ate that sandwich, and I loved every single bite. And to this day, (laughs) to this day, my favorite meal is, yep, you guessed it, a hot roast beef sandwich. And many times when I'm feeling down, I will go into a restaurant and I'll say, hey, do you have a hot roast beef sandwich? I'm not sure. Well, could you make me one? (laughs) Or a lot of times when I'm having a great day, I will order a hot roast beef sandwich and I'll remember how Grace helped me out that day, how she supported me, how she took care of me. Mm, Hot roast beef sandwich and the word 
Hun. I don't ever remember being called Hun before that or since. But man, Hun, ah, oh, that meant the world to me. That meant home, that meant love, that meant support, that meant encouragement. That word Hun meant a lot to me. So I want you now to travel forward in time with me for a little bit. The year is now probably about 2006. I don't know exactly, but I'm a high school teacher working at Summit High. And I've been teaching for a few years. And because I love the word hun, what do you think I call all my students, right? Exactly. I call them hun. (laughs) And I love that word. It means so much to me. And I'm dealing with kids who need hope and need love. I mean, everybody needs that, right? But at an alternative high, they need that extra dose. And so a lot of times I find myself calling my students hun because I absolutely love it. And one day I'm standing in front of my class teaching a lesson And one of my fellow teachers come in, his name's Ben, and he comes in and he says, hey, our principal, right, says Lynn wants to see you in his office. I'm like, oh my goodness, the principal wants to see me? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, I have to go see the principal again? (laughs) You see, as a teacher, I spend a lot of time in the principal's office. (laughs) But as a student, I never did. I was never in the principal's office. But as a teacher... I got called in there a lot, and so I'm headed down. So Ben came in and took over my class. I told him what we were teaching, and and he takes over my class, so I knew it was pretty serious. And as I'm headed down to the principal's office, I'm sure you can imagine my body language, right? I'm kind of slumped over. I got this kind of curious look on my face. I'm racking my brain trying to figure out if I'd done something wrong or what was going on and right? A lot of stress going on. What's what's happening? So I get to, to Lynn's office and I knock on the door and he says, come in. And I open the door and I step in and one of my students is sitting in the chair. So immediately I start racking my brain, what's happened, what's happened. And I couldn't think of anything. And we're going to call my student Sam. Okay, my student Sam is sitting there. That's not his real name, but that's okay. (laughs) He's sitting there and I can see he's in distress. And so I have been in the principal's office before because students... um, found help in my advice and and enjoyed talking with me so I thought well maybe I'm just here to offer support or advice so I sat down and and Sam proceeds to tell me that he does not like it when I call him hun and I was taken aback I'm like what do you what do you mean you don't like the word hun I I love that word and I I'm like why you know and so I'm I'm, I'm quizzical and I don't understand why he doesn't you know why he doesn't like that word and then he proceeds to tell me what hun means to him you see he had a sister and every time his sister called him hun it meant that she was going to abuse him in some way and so he had a connection to the word hun that was pain and abuse and loss he did not like the word hun it made him sick to his stomach and I sat down next to him and I I said Sam I'm so sorry I had no idea I apologize from the bottom of my heart 
can I tell you a story? And I told him about grace and my hot roast beef sandwich and what that word meant to him, or I'm sorry, what that word meant to me. And, and I realized in that moment that nothing has meaning except the meaning we give it. I'm going to say that again. Nothing has meaning except the meaning we give it. So whatever whatever is bothering you or triggering you, I know a lot of people get triggered by the word, the F-U-C-K word, right? At my school, um, we had a lot of teachers who would get very, very upset anytime a student would use that word. And so what do you think our students used all the time? Exactly, that's the word they would use. That it was just common vernacular for them. It wasn't a swear word, it was just a filler. And, you know, and so to get a rise out of the teachers, they would swear. Nothing has meaning except the meaning I give it. So when someone says something to me, I ask myself, why am I upset by that word? Or I'll ask myself, why am I sad? Or why am I happy? Or whatever, right? Because there are certain words that we're happy about too, yeah? We enjoy, you know, hanging out with family. I say the word family and I see my son and my daughter, my dad, and, you know, all those good times, family trips. Oh my goodness, I can go back to when I was a kid and and family trips and as a parent, family trips with my kids. Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps all over. Absolutely love family trips. But somebody else may not because of their filters, because of their programming, because of what's going on. And so from that experience, clear back when, quite a few years ago, I learned that when I'm communicating with somebody, I need to see how they react. You see, it's not my responsibility for what they hear. I'm only responsible for what I say. However, if I care about that person and and I'm trying to help them or impact them, I need to pay attention to how I impact them with my words. Another example, let me tell you another story, right? I'm speaking, this was, this was, um, I had just started, it was in 2012, and I'm speaking at an event, there's probably 15 people in the room, and I called my audience, you guys, I'm so glad you guys are here, I'm so excited to get started tonight, you know, this is fabulous, and, and um, afterwards, at the end, because I was training, it was a training exercise. Well, not an exercise, but a training event. So people knew that I was new. And so afterwards, because I asked for it, I asked them to please come up and give me feedback. And I had a lady come up to me and say, I'm not a guy. And I was like, uh, I didn't call you a guy. And she said, yes, you did. You called me a guy when you said you guys. And I was like, oh, and I traveled all the way back (laughs) to 2006 when I called Sam Hun. And I realized that she was being triggered by the word guy. And so I asked her, I said, interesting. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you in any way. Can you tell me what that word means to you? 
and she proceeded to tell me, and I still use the phrase you guys in my conversations and in my trainings, and it gives me an opportunity. Now I'm much more aware as a trainer. I see what's going on in my audience, and so I I pay attention to how people react to the words that I use because some people are triggered by certain words and others are not. If you find yourself trying to communicate with somebody and they're not understanding your words, ask them to repeat back to you what you're saying or pay attention to their body language and what's going on. Here's another story, another example. Um, this This was 1995, 96. My daughter was just little and, um, I was trying to hurry because we were going somewhere. She was, and I said, Erin, come on, we got to get in the car. we got to go run errands. And, and she's just really dragging her feet, and she's looking at the ground, and, and she's just, you know, and I'm like, honey, what's going on? we got to go. And all of a sudden, she just plops down on the ground, and she starts bawling. I'm like, honey, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's bawling, and she says, Mom, you're going to run over me. Oh, she was crying. She thought I was going to run over her because I said we're going to go run errands. Oh, my goodness, her name is Erin. I never would have thought of that. Never would have thought of that. And I took her in my arms, and I held her close, and I said, No, honey, no, 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 no. We're going to go run errands. <laughs> so I said it really slow. And I said, we're going to go do things. We're going to get in the car and we're going to go drive to the grocery store and we're going to buy some food. And then I got to go to the bank and, you know, told her what we were going to do. And then she's like, oh, really? Okay. And so she got in the car and we went. Again, nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. So if you're having difficulty communicating with somebody, ask them what meaning they're giving to your words. We all have experiences that color certain words a certain color, that attach emotion to words. When I say the word ranger buddy, oh my goodness, it fills me with with, um, a mental toughness. It, It... builds a fire inside of me as you may know I was in the military and a ranger buddy is the person that is always by your side they know where you are 24 7 your life depends on them and their life depends on you many times very very close ties and so ranger buddies to me means hope and support and and friendship and you know all time all kinds of commitment and you know you'll do whatever it takes whereas if you were to say that to somebody else they may not think that unless they've been in the military so think about what you're saying think about how you're saying things it's not your responsibility for what they're understanding you're responsible for what you say they're responsible for what they're understanding so here's my invitation to you i invite you the next time that you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something that hurts you or offends you i invite you to stop them and say hang on just a minute 
because that word means such and such to me and I don't like it or it offends me or it hurts my feelings or or whatever explain to them what you're feeling by the words that they're using then realize they also have the choice to continue to use that word or not use that word which means then you have the decision to make as to whether you want to continue to hang out with them or not but it's your responsibility as the listener to gain the knowledge and the understanding that you want if you're offended by somebody ask yourself why and then speak up and say hey you know what I'm offended by that and this is why you can do it very respectfully you can do it very kindly and and it will help improve communication on so many levels we need improved communication in our country and in our world and in our families I help people improve communication I help people resolve conflict that's what taming the bully between your ears is all about I would love to help you in any way that I can if your family is struggling or your office workspace please get in touch with me let me know how I can be of service my website is geniesiscometh.com. That's J-E-A-N-I-E-C-I-S-C-O-M-E-T-H.com. Or you can also send me an email, either from the website or uh, just send me an email, genie at geniesiscometh.com. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to be of service in any way that I can. I do group mentoring. I have programs starting periodically. And it's a great way to get advice and help on how to communicate with others and with yourself. And how to tame that bully between your ears so that you can live life to its fullest. I want to thank you once again for joining me today. You've been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. I've checked out the downloads. Oh my goodness, we're we're growing exponentially. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with people. Thank you for letting them know that I'm here. Also, let me know what you want to hear, what you're struggling with, so that I know what other trainings you'd like to have. Thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and that I've been able to help. My mission is to stop suicides and deaths from bullying that's my wishes that's my dream that's my hope that's what gives me the courage every day to get on stage to put on this headset and record these to do facebook lives to get out there as much as i can because i want to help i want to be of service i want to thank you have an absolutely fabulous day remember that you are incredible that you're loved that you're valuable and that you're needed in this time and space. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye for now.